Hi, I'm Jay Fallon, and thank you for listening to The Slippery Slope. So there's an article I want to run through fairly quickly, and it amazes me that going through this article, it's actually got, it probably touches on three, at least three separate stories. So the headline comes from Crikey, uh, crikey.com in Australia, I believe it is, and the headline says, EU oil ban in days, Russia, China closer. So the article goes to say the European Union is likely to agree an embargo on Russian oil imports within days, as Moscow says it anticipates its economic ties growing with China after being isolated by the West over its invasion of Ukraine. Okay, so the union are talking about, you know, um, this embargo on Russian oil imports. And Russia is immediately coming back with, hey, well, we're just going to pull closer to China. And as we know, as I've spoken about before, Russia and China have already signaled that they want to be the new global superpower. They want to be the ones, basically the world police, the ones that are the the superpower to take over from America. As we see, um, although America is still a superpower, uh, militarily it is, you know, politically, its superpower status is is diminishing very quickly. Uh, anyway, I'll go on with this. So the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, has told global business leaders in Davos, <laughs> Davos, the, the home of the World Economic Forum. Anyway, he told them in Davos on Monday, the world must increase sanctions against Russia to deter other countries from using brute force to achieve their aims. So many of the European Union's 27 member states are heavily reliant on Russian energy, prompting criticism from Kiev that the bloc has not moved quickly enough to halt supplies. So just quickly touching on this, um, you know, the EU, the 27 member states are heavily reliant on Russian energy. And as I said, uh, I think it was about two weeks ago in a podcast, in an episode that I did, you know, are the Germans still, do you think the Germans are still laughing at President Trump? Because when he made that speech a couple of years ago saying, hey, um, Germany and other European nations are way too reliant on Russian oil, Russian gas, Russian energy supply, and they just sat there laughing at him at a uh, United Nations meeting. I really think it was just their pride and their own, you know, they thought they were the smartest people in the room and how, why should they listen to someone like Trump? And now look at them. Anyway, that's different things. So, so now we have these European nations realizing that, yeah, okay, we we've relied on Russian on Russian energy supply way too heavily, and now they're paying the price. So they're trying to do something about it. So this article goes to say, goes on to say, Hungary stuck, as in the nation of Hungary, stuck to its demands on Monday for energy investment before it agrees to an embargo. And this has caused it to clash with European Union states pushing for swift approval, which I think is a bit hypocritical that, you know, these European states are now pushing for a swift approval. They want it done quickly when they want it done. I mean, and yet when they were told a couple of years ago, as I just said, you know, they, they went and laughed. They went and laughed. No, no, they know what they're doing. But now, now that it's in, now that it suits them, they want swift approval. So the European Union has offered up to 2 billion euros to central and eastern nations lacking non-Russian supply. 
Uh, they said that we will reach a breakthrough within days. The Ger- um, that's Germany's economic minister, Robert Habeck. He's told their broadcasters over there. So Russia's three-month-long invasion, the biggest attack on a European state since 1945, has seen more than 6.5 million people flee abroad and turn cities to rubble and prompted the unprecedented imposition of Western sanctions on Russia. But the foreign, but Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, said the Kremlin would focus on developing ties with China as economic links with the United States and Europe were cut. And he goes on to say, if they, as in the West, want to offer something in, ter- something in terms of resuming relations, then we will seriously consider whether we will need it or not. That's what he said in a speech. Um, and now that the West has taken a dictator's position, our economic ties with China will grow even faster. Well, so so Russia is is accusing of uh, is accusing the West of being dictators, and as I said, you know it's it's a little hypocritical of Europe to sit there and demand um, that nations fall into line and that they uh, take on this ban of Russian oil when they could have done it. They could have taken measures several years ago. But no, they thought they were the smartest people in the room. Way too much pride. They didn't want to think, how dare anyone point out that they were relying on a uh, on basically a dictatorship for their oil supplies. And now they're paying that price. But even more, but even more interesting, the next section of this article. Okay, it says so after this uh, Russian, after this Russian uh, minister has made these comments, how China, how Russia and China, their economic ties will grow even faster. These comments come as US President Joe Biden is currently touring Asia, where he said he would be willing to use force to defend Taiwan against Chinese aggression. And this is a comment that seemed to stretch the limits of the ambiguous US policy towards the self-ruled island. And just in the news, just over the last week, we've seen um, headlines stating that China has been conducting military exercises in preparation for an invasion into Taiwan, for taking back what it sees as being um, their actual island, a nation that actually belongs to mainland China. So we're seeing this rhetoric step up. Russia and China cementing their ties, saying their their ties are going to grow even more. Joe Biden seemingly saying, hey, we're willing to use force. We're willing to go into, what what does that mean? Does that mean they're willing to go into a full-on war against China? Interesting times. Interesting. Interesting to see that Joe Biden is willing to say that. And not that I've heard, I haven't heard anyone walk back his comments yet. You know, usually if Joe Biden says something um, ridiculous, would see someone in the White House walk back his comments, make some excuse. But I haven't heard anything like that at the moment. So maybe, maybe this is what the people in charge in the White House actually are willing to do. Maybe they are actually willing to take military action to help support Taiwan. But going on in this article, so Zelensky has revealed that Ukraine's worst military losses from a single attack of the war on Monday, saying 87 people have been killed last week when Russian forces struck a barracks. Zelensky has said, each time we tell our partners that we need modern anti-ballistic weapons, modern military aircraft, we are not making just empty requests. So these requests are the lives of many people 
we would not have been killed if we had received all the weapons we have been requesting. So there's been a pledge by Denmark to send Harpoon anti-ship missiles and a launcher to Ukraine, announced by the United States on Monday. This is the first sign since the Russian invasion in February that Kiev will receive US-made weapons that significantly extend its striking range. So the, the Harpoons are made by Boeing and they could be used to push the Russian Navy away from Russia's, uh, from Ukraine's Black Sea ports, allowing exports of grain and other agricultural products to resume. Now this is, this is very interesting because if the World Economic Forum is warning of a shortage of global food supplies, and yet we have known for months that we've had that Ukraine has, um, which is a major supplier of, of grain and other agricultural products worldwide, okay, and that we've known that this uh, this war with Russia and Ukraine was going to stifle, um, was going to impede on global food supplies. Why isn't it that these nations, why isn't it that our global leaders have not taken the steps? the military steps which have been needed long ago. Why hasn't things like these Harpoon missiles and a launcher, why haven't they been provided to Ukraine three months ago? Why weren't they provided before Russia invaded so that they could hold back the, the Russian Navy so that we wouldn't have this, pro this problem with the, um, with the Black Sea ports and the inability to, uh, to access the grain that Ukraine supplies. Why wasn't this done months ago? As I said before, the global leaders don't allow a good crisis to go to waste. And while we're distracted with monkeypox, with a, another global outbreak, global pandemic, there is a lot more going on here than just a war between Russia and Ukraine. There are deals going on, gas deals going on, oil deals going on, there's plenty of money changing hands, weapons being sold, weapons being brought, deals being done between Russia and China, deals being done between Taiwan and possibly America, who've decided that they're going to step in militarily now. All these deals that are being done, don't just think for a second that all this is, is a war between Russia and Ukraine. Don't think for a second that all it is is Vladimir Putin just trying to reform the former uh, Soviet Union. This is way bigger than any of that. I believe there are bigger, way more nefarious plays at work right here. And we're seeing all these things come together. And I believe that we're, all these things are going to come together and it will be as the World Economic Forum wants it to be. We're going to see the formation of a one world government and one leader rising up just the way they want it to happen. That's my opinion. Thank you for listening to The Slippery Slope.